We are just about halfway through the Jaguars training camp. Of course, they will have a big game coming up. And I, I say big. I, I know some people take that lightly. But uh, the importance certainly was stressed by Doug Peterson earlier in the week. They're in Dallas. It will play at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Welcome to the Death Taxes and Duval Experience alongside Hayes Carlin. I'm Rick Ballou. First things first, Hayes, let's say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate John Spicklemeyer. It's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call, 471-7155. Let him look over your car insurance policy. Make sure you're not paying too much for it. I can tell you he has saved me hundreds of dollars. Uh, he does an excellent job, and he's a really good friend, great guy. So John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471 7155. And yeah, Rick, it's been a while, and it's not much of a game, but we do have a game to preview on death taxes in Duval, which I'm incredibly excited about. And look, I'm I'm intrigued. I wouldn't play the starters. Doug Peterson's going to. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to try to figure things out. And I think COVID uh, had something to do with that. And also going from four games to three games in the preseason had something to do with that. And of course, a year ago, they went back to four games because Tony Baselli and his induction in Canton, Ohio. So I'm kind of with you. I was just under the assumption that this week would be no starters playing, very little, if at all, preparation for the Dallas Cowboys. But apparently they're going to take this a lot more seriously than I think most of us thought they would. So now all of a sudden there becomes a little bit of a of an intrigue factor. Um, let's see what this first-team offense can do with a couple of series. Let's see what this first-team defense can do with a little bit uh, of burn early on. So what once was, you know, maybe a throwaway type of game where you're looking for guys to impress at the bottom of your roster, now at least in that first quarter, it's certainly worth watching. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I'm curious to see what the offensive game plan will be in terms of what they want to get out of the, the one or two series that they'll be in there. I, I got to be honest, I hope it's ETN left, ETN right, a quick throw, get the ball out of Trevor's hand and get off the field. Uh, Micah Parsons, if he's at, we don't know what Dallas is going to do yet. I don't know that they've revealed their plan. But, uh, but if Micah Parsons is out there, I want no part of Trevor Lawrence uh, staying in the pocket for very long. Micah Parsons has been killing Dak Prescott in training camp, yeah. and basically admitting, "Look, I can't, I can't let up. I, I, I'm trying. I know we can't. We got to protect Dak. So he hits his own quarterback. You think I, you think <laughs> I, you think I want him going after Trevor Lawrence? I, I mean, again, this yeah. team has to get has to be healthy at the starting gate, and certainly Trevor Lawrence's health is paramount." So I really hope uh, – I'm fine with Trevor being out there if, if you're going to do it, but, boy, I hope, it's, I hope it's a lot of runs and I hope it's Trevor basically taking one step and getting rid of the ball and uh, do not allow a player like Micah Parsons to you know, cave in your franchise quarterback in the first preseason game. They don't have a lot of respect over there for, uh, for Dak Prescott. Between him and, and Trayvon Diggs, who's picking him off all the time, and then you know, swearing at him and all of this and yeah. all that. Hey, it's hot there. It's hot everywhere uh, as you get ready for the start of the season. But it, it just feels like from afar, that's a totally different vibe than what has been going on around here. All right. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, Walker Little, in my opinion, if you were to rank the top five offensive players, now that the pads are on and we saw it for three days or, or three consecutive days, you know, during that grind of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I would put Walker Little on that list. Um, it's interesting, though. 
Cam Robinson, whenever he gets in, remains the left tackle. Little, of course, has extensive work practice-wise at right tackle if it doesn't work out for Anton Harrison. But we also see him move inside. I know you said it a few weeks ago. You thought for sure that Cam Robinson, when he returned, would be the left tackle. I wasn't uh, 100% on board with you there. I thought if Walker Little did the job and he was your future left tackle, why move him inside or back over to the right side? Because he is going to be your future at that position. It appears the coaching staff agrees with you because I haven't seen Cam anywhere else so far besides left tackle. Yeah, I think that's going to be their plan, and, and it's understandable. Walker Little, I agree with you, has had an outstanding training camp. He was 16-0 and in one-on-ones. Not that that's everything, but it's a, it's a really good indicator of how alignment is progressing. And he was 16-0 and through the first four sessions of pads, and then Josh Allen uh, got him a couple times. Uh, but he has had a really, really strong training camp. I agree. But, yeah, I still think Cam Robinson week five is the starter at left tackle. And then they have a decision to make. Uh, you know, Anton Harrison, I, I think, is going to be good. Uh, I, I'm not sure he's going to be good immediately. And so does it become Walker Little at right tackle? Obviously, the left guard uh, situation is very much in flux because your top two guys are out there. Barch has been on pup the whole time, and Shatley had a AFib issue that's corrected, but he's had to be on blood thinner for that, which takes like three weeks to get out of your system, apparently, and you can't have any contact. Uh, you know, they, you don't want to risk a, a head injury when you're on blood thinner. So, um, you know, so Shatley, you know, is probably a week or two away. So the left guard thing complicates it as well. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, again, we're going to see Saturday uh, in Dallas, it, we're going to see Cam Robinson a little bit. We're certainly going to see Walker Little. Uh, it was interesting. Doug Peterson did say that they're not going to have Walker Little play at guard on Saturday against the Cowboys because they just don't want him getting all those reps. So he's going to be only at left tackle uh, against Dallas. You will not see him at guard. Uh, and then Cam Robinson, um, I'm assuming, is just going to run with the twos, but um, and probably won't play as long as like the C.J. Beathard, you know, squad will. But uh, but yeah. we'll, we'll get out there with the twos, and you know, again, Blake Hans is a really you know intriguing storyline here in terms of a guy that has a great chance to make the 53. He they haven't platooned him. I mean, he's been the left guard with Shatley and Barch out. Uh, so that has not been a churn. That's been a. It's going to be Blake Hans while those two guys are recovering, and uh, you know, and, and it's interesting in terms of what he can give from a versatility standpoint. You caught up with him earlier today, right? I did, and he, he's an interesting guy. He he doesn't uh, he doesn't gush with enthusiasm. He's he's a little bit subdued, almost unassuming, which uh, to me is kind of rare considering he's. He's out of Northwestern, but, you know, he was undrafted by Buffalo. He actually spent the 2019 season in Jacksonville as a practice squad player, took a couple of other spots throughout the league, then returned in November a year ago here uh, and was on the practice squad. So he is familiar with Phil Rauscher. He is familiar with what's going on, but he's shown a lot of, uh, you know, he's very versatile. He's played right tackle. He's now playing left guard. So, you know, all of a sudden I look at him, and unless he's just awful on Saturday, I, I think he's put himself in a real good position, at least early on. I was watching Ben Barch today, and, you know, he's got nothing on the knee. Um, he's moving around, but apparently he's not ready. You just touched upon Shatley. 
you know, what are they going to do uh, with that left guard position? You got a center in his second year trying to make all the right checks and getting used to the constant turnover uh, that's going on with that offensive line. So, you know, without any doubt, it's not even close. So you look at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, and you feel so good about this offense and legitimately they could score 28, 29, maybe even 30 points a game, but you still have to wonder, is there enough with that offensive line to do the job if they really want to move deep into the, you know, month of January? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, looking at the other side of the ball, Rick, we've seen, you know, I think since the last time that we recorded, I, we've seen, uh, certainly Justin Houston come off the board. I, and, uh, you know, it, it just, it continues to be a depleted now group of potential additions, you know, along the edge for the Jaguars. I, having said that, I will say it seems like this week, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker have had really strong weeks, but I still don't see much behind them. Am I missing something? No, you're not. And, you know, they're they're sticking with their convictions here. There is a little bit of arrogance, I believe, that's involved. Um, the whole world is telling Trent Bulky, do this, do this, you have to add. And he's kind of sitting back saying, well, look at the moves I've made lately. And for the most part, let's credit the general manager. They, they have really worked. And, you know, he has assembled by far the best 90-man roster uh, that I've ever seen. But it's it's desperately lacking. Um they keep trying to build up Chase on. I don't see it. I watched Jordan Smith, who literally looks like a, you know, either a, a, a probably a small forward in the NBA. Very long, but just doesn't really have any of the power. You know, I, I've seen a little bit from some interior guys like Lacey and Bohasic and maybe Deshaun Dixon, but it, but it just feels like it's it's way too much of a roll of the dice. And you know, let's put Yasir Abdul in there. The one thing that I have noticed is at least Trayvon Walker is is starting to try some different things. He he's always had that one power bull rush type of move and, and he's athletic and, and he's a beast. Uh, but you know, watching practice, talking with quite a few people, including Dave Campo, he's at least trying some new things and, and obviously as well without getting deep into what Jacksonville's doing. Uh, as far as their scheme, but we know they're going to move him around a little bit. And it looks like some stunting is really going to be coming into play. And maybe the blitzing of some linebackers is going to be on board a little bit more this year because Hayes, I just don't think you can line up 11 against any opponents 11 and say straight, get after the quarterback. Uh, Jacksonville is not going to be successful in that particular situation. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, one thing that I have been encouraged by, and, and you can't expect the world here, but one thing that I've been encouraged by is I think Roy Robertson Harris has really found his stride here as a Jaguar. Uh, we saw it, obviously, towards the end of last year. He had a great game against the Chargers, right. like four tackles behind the line of scrimmage and that wild comeback win, uh, including a sack. And that's carried through. He he looks like the kind of guy that could get five, six yeah. sacks this year. And I'll I'll say this. Devon Hamilton's hands. Oh yeah. I, I don't know oh, what yeah. I don't know what's happened with Devon mm-hmm. Hamilton, but he is really giving Sheriff some problems. 
and one-on-one, and it's not power. It's Sheriff is having trouble connecting with him because he's he's swatting his hands so quick and then getting around him. Uh, Devon Hamilton is somebody that I think is certainly having a great camp. Will that translate? I don't know. He had a great camp two years ago, and it didn't materialize to the regular season. But he looks like a different guy to me. And uh, if Devon Hamilton can give them something in terms of a push up the middle, uh, again, that's going to really help. So maybe the interior will be able to help out a little bit more than years past because I really think Robertson, Harris, and Hamilton, and Fadakasi they've talked highly about as well, but I think he's definitely more of a nose. Anything he gives you in terms of pass rush is a bonus. But Hamilton and, and Robertson, Harris, Rick, I think are, are looking like they may be able to really help there. Yeah, there's some depth there. there. There's no doubt. And, you know, Hamilton's really improved, uh, you know, talking with some people who are very familiar with that position early on in his career, it seemed like he was always lunging and he would leave his feet uh, and be on the ground way too soon. He's, he's not doing as much of that. Granted, we haven't seen a ton of live one-on-one where you can, or 11 on 11, where you can really fully um, appreciate whether or not that part of his game has changed. But he looks like he's in better shape. He is getting some push. I feel very good about the depth there, including the young backups that we talked about a little bit earlier. I think that's going to be a pretty competitive uh, last cut or two uh, on the defensive line. But that is promising. You you need to get a little bit more, uh, however, as far as the push coming from the outside. You know, with that said, I, I do think, in my opinion, and you can make the you can make the case for maybe the sixth wide receiver. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no doubt the most competition on this football team is who's going to be the backup corners and who are going to be the backup safeties. And how are they going to do this? Are they going to go 5-5? Are they going to go 6-5? Are they going to go 6-4? And, 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 you know, maybe you look at some of these safeties and some of these guys like Antonio Johnson and even though you list them as a safety, you feel that, you know, or Eric Hallett, who played mostly safety in, in, uh, in college, but also at times is lined up in the slot. And even we've seen him in a couple of situations out on the boundary. So maybe they really do have guys that can do more than just one thing at the, uh, at the back end of that 53. Well, and I think you hit the key to this game for me, which is, what does the Jaguars' secondary look like from a depth standpoint? Now, we again, we don't know what Dallas is going to do. Let's assume Dak Prescott uh, and, and CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks just play you know, five or ten snaps. So you'll get some idea of, of your starters and, and things like that. Uh, but I am really intrigued by the depth at corner and the depth at safety. And, and those guys are going to get a lot of snaps on Saturday night in Dallas. And so – that, I think, is going to be really, really interesting to see who rises to the occasion uh, and who doesn't. And, and I, think, I think that is so close that that is going to be a big piece of the evaluation tool when Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke and staff get, get ready to cut the 53 a few weeks from now. Uh, Saturday night's game, I think, is, is really going to be a big, a big exam, let's say, in the semester uh, is, is how I would phrase it. It's not the final exam. It's not the biggest, but certainly I think a big, a big piece of the puzzle from an evaluation standpoint is going to be placed on the table Saturday night in Dallas. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think um, I think Antonio Johnson is a fifth-round pick, makes it as a safety. I, I certainly think Gregory Jr., who last year was cut and came back on the practice squad, I think he right now is maybe your heir apparent at nickel and, and begins the year as a backup. But, you know, what else is going to be interesting is, is uh, Daniel Thomas and Chris Claybrooks. I think they both struggle in coverage. They're so good as a gunner. They only cost a million dollars. So, I mean, you can keep them around, but what if they're saying, all right, we could put Antonio Johnson in as a gunner, or we can put Eric Hallett in as a gunner. They'll cost less, and that's not even the reason. The reason is, is we feel they're better football players. We feel that they can cover, and I know that's really kind of the, the Achilles heel right now for Johnson, but he's going to make it. He does a variety of different things. Absolutely. Uh, the, you know what I mean? But these are things that you don't always think about um, in my world, even though, you know, Clay Brooks made a nice play today, I, I just think he's such a liability in coverage. And I've been bragging about Daniel Thomas for years. I mean, if he's in there at safety, that's a coverage issue as well. So that's going to be fascinating to see, you know, can you let all these guys, can you cut them and then hope that Hallett and Braswell and, and um, you know, Buster Brown and whoever it may be who's let go, that they return and go to your practice squad where you can develop them. There's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be fascinating as we get a little bit closer to the final cuts and, and what the Jaguars do elect to do. Uh, and certainly we'll be following that very closely. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, I want to thank John Spicklemeyer again. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. We all have to have car insurance. Make sure you're not paying too much for it. You can call John. He can look at your policy, and he's going to tell you one of two things. He can say, hey, I can save you some money. There's some things here that we can adjust. Or he's going to say, you got a great policy. You're paying a good price. Uh, stick with it. And so you got nothing to lose, and, and he really has saved me hundreds of dollars. So he can do the same for you. John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. And, uh, Rick, it's, uh, it's here. The Jaguars on the field against the Cowboys. I'm fired up. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Give us an opportunity to see another opponent and obviously evaluate after that game Sunday at 5 o'clock. All right, if you want to get a hold of me and or Hayes, we'd love to get your comments. Uh, the best way to reach me is on Twitter. That is Blue1010XL. Hayes? Yeah, feel free to reach out at Hayes Carlion. And there you have it. That is the very latest. We always do appreciate your comments. Um, enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll review it and talk about it next week right here on Death Taxes and Duval.